your girl, not Asia Chanel and, and Mazzy D. And we are here on the Journey Podcast Show, giving y'all different vibes. We're going to have different conversations with many different innovators, creators, entrepreneurs, you know, all that good stuff. And today we have a special guest. We have a special guest. Yay. Okay. So who is our special Okay. Y'all, this okay. is okay. Okay. I, I want to give him an intro. Can you, you, okay. Okay. So first of all, I want to say this because he's an innovator, a creator, someone who has made his own lane. Even when people doubted him, he still has shown that no matter what, baby, you can't keep a good man down. Mm-hmm. Tell him we are having well, it's so weird. He's going to have to tell us how to introduce him because I knew him as Hip Hop Mike, but I think he, are we still calling you Hip Hop Mike? I mean, y'all can call me anything you like, always. <laughs> Go Hip Hop Mike is here on the set today, baby. Thank you, thank you. What's up? Thank you for having me. I appreciate y'all for real. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so before we get into anything crazy, we're going to take a quick commercial break, all right? Don't move, y'all. We're going to be right back. Welcome back, you guys, to the Journey Podcast Show with your girl, Nae Chanel and Mezzy D and our special guest, Hip Hop Mike. What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's All right. up, y'all? So it's like, so there's a lot that I can ask, but I want to start off with the beginning, right? Because you do have, it's like, it's so crazy because entertainment is such a crazy route, how we get into it, how we start. And uh, so how did you get started in, in entertainment? Um, I mean, honestly, it's a long story, but I mean, in a nutshell, I was just always into music. Like since I was a kid, I was a big fan of music and like I love hip hop and I love being like just, you know, at different shows and like venues and all over the place. Like I was one of these kids that just like ran around the city and always loved music. And um, I guess fast forward, I got into entertainment like maybe years later, like when I was like 16, 17, maybe. I um I had met Rosenberg through MySpace. Like I was in a group home and I was just like messaging everybody like through MySpace. And um I connected with like Rosenberg from Hot 97. And um, you know, that kind of is like what got my foot in the door. Um, and then after that, I got out of the group home. I ended up moving to Brooklyn and I was like working in a barber shop and I started cutting like a lot of people's hair and just listening to radio a lot. And I ended up winning tickets to like from the radio station to go to a concert. And I snuck backstage and like, you know, the, the way I would do back in the day, like in true hip hop mic fashion and ended up linking with Rosenberg in person. And like the rest was kind of history. Like I ended up being his assistant and it started this whole crazy career for me. <laughs> wow. Wait, hold on. You a whole barber though? Is yeah. that oh my God. <laughs> I do mad stuff. I got so many jobs. Like I can't even keep track sometimes. Pizza, but, like, you make pizza. You what? Yeah. yeah, he makes pizza from scratch. He be doing a whole flippy flop. Yeah, like, I was a pizza oh, man, a barber, a pharmacy tech. I worked in like catering halls. I've done like photography jobs. I've done construction. Like I've done all kinds of shit. Oh, so you experience, experience. <laughs> yeah, okay, a lot we, of stuff. We, we <laughs> you do with your hands. That's good. That's yeah, good. you gotta be. You gotta have 10 hustles in New York. <laughs> oh, what's up? Wait, okay. So you say you started off with MySpace. Oh, shout out to MySpace because man, I missed that. I, I, I was on MySpace. MySpace. Yes, <laughs> when you get to put the song 
on the profile and it, yeah, I was there. Right, yep. the case, a little case letter. Now he's just 21 years old. She was at the tail end of my oh, space. Like, bro, <laughs> bro, we're not doing this. Like, I don't even think he was even around. I was there for AOL for Everybody was on Facebook that. by the time you the tail end, of, the tail end in like 99. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. Exactly. Well, I mean, I guess my space was moving until like what, 2006, 2007 maybe? By that time, nobody, nobody, nobody who was the original Originators of MySpace was on it at 2007. <laughs> Except for yeah, the damn 21-year-olds. Moving to Facebook. But for MySpace, you was able to cut. It was more a personal thing with you and Rosenberg. Um, I wouldn't say it was personal. I was kind of just like, you know, I was in this group home and they would give us library privileges once a week. And like before that, like I said, I was just running around. Like I was into music. I was selling mixtapes. I was going to a lot of concerts. So for me, it was more just like connecting with anybody. It wasn't that like I was trying to build any relationships. But like I had just sent this kind of like generic message out to like everybody in the music industry that I kind of like admired or looked up to. And it was like really more so just like looking for advice. You know, it wasn't even looking to really like make friends, but more so just kind of gather information of like, you know, how do you go about pursuing something in that industry? Because it is very competitive. And I think that's like pretty well known. And, you know, I just kind of wanted some like cheat code if I could get one as to like how to kind of get my foot in the door more seriously than just selling mixtapes in the streets. And, and that's like literally it's crazy because actually how we met was he was already doing High 97. He was bubbling. You see, and that's what I'm saying. You're always and that's the one thing I've always loved about you, Mike, is like no matter what you're doing, how busy you are, like if somebody reaches out to you that's willing to actually work, you're always willing to connect with you, which is like and he's always willing to add another mm -hmm. job to his resume. That, and then that's, that's a fact. It. That's yeah. essential. So he was already working at High 97 and I worked at a little small station <laughs> out east. But because the um, the, uh, the, the, the executive project, um, what is it, the producer, he wanted to make sure, I guess he was like, yo, Hip Hop Mike is so awesome. We got to get him on. I'm like, he is not going to come to this small little baby station. He's not doing it. It's not happening. And when you came, it was like, we are lit. We lit. And <laughs> yeah, nah, I appreciate it. I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know how I got into any situations because I, I really do it from the heart. You know, I'm just a fan of music. And I think that's the biggest thing I learned. Like, you know, fast forward everything, not being in radio anymore. Like I really realized that there's two types of people in the industry. There's the people that kind of understand like that there's a culture and that, you know, the, I think the youth and the people that are part of like the communities, they set the tone. And then there's another side of like, you know, more industry people that have influence or are gatekeepers in a sense, or, you know, I don't want to say just gatekeepers, but people in positions of power that do more influencing. And I'm just kind of, I fall more on the side of the streets. Like I really believe that like culture is what sets the tone. You know, I never really felt comfortable being somebody that's like, I think this is hot. So it is. And everybody needs to kind of follow that. Like, I'm more of like a journalist, I think, in the sense of where I go, where the action is, you know? Um, so it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I felt the same way when we went, to, when I came out to Party 105, you know, I, I think you guys do awesome shit. Like, it's a great show, you know? And honestly, I felt more at home there than I did at Hot 97, where I could like be myself and have some of the conversations I wanted to have. So, you know, to each his own, I, I do it from a place of joy. And I think that's the thing with the music industry that that will keep you at least in somewhat of the good graces of the right people is doing it from a place of like genuine joy. Right. Mm. That's, that's, that's deep. That was deep. I'm telling you, like, we about to get some gems. This is like, wow. I, I really can't oh, wait to read it. I, I, <laughs> so I was so excited when he said he could do it because he's got gems. 
and that's I one thing got hard about. felt shit, yo. <laughs> no, for real, because it's, I feel like it's kind of hard now to get genuine things out of this like music industry. I feel it's a lot of a lot of mixing parts that go into it and stuff like that. But it's good that you're taking a lot of things away from it. Like you, you're taking away the experiences, all of my stuff. But I see them plaques yeah. on the wall though <laughs> Thanks, behind bro. you. I got and a couple. <laughs> but yeah i mean this is where i kind of work at it so i have like everything set up over here i love that wait but take us through so okay so take it because that's just you know honestly that's the one thing was so crazy with this entertainment industry and basically what she was saying there's no path for us that's why like this podcast is so important because i want somebody even if it's one person that could take something away from this and be like yo it's us that's motivated you know what i mean like it's it's a community of us that's just working um take us through that transition from being on radio to all of a sudden, right, not being on radio? I mean, I, I got to say, like, even when I was on radio, I was kind of lost because I didn't really know, you know, what I was doing in the sense. Like, I, for me, radio was never, like, the goal. You know, I never really had, like, the idea to just be, like, this broadcaster or be somebody that was, like, in this influential situation. And, you know, growing up, I always really looked up to a lot of the people that I ended up getting to hang out with and, like, be around. So the more I kind of pursued, you know, a career in radio and the better I was getting at it, the more it was kind of putting like a strain on certain relationships that I had on a personal level. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of started seeing me as like competition. So like, I got to say, like maybe two years into doing like the late night show, I was definitely like, you know, getting into a place where I'm like, I should be happy, but I'm not, you know, like I have all these things that I kind of like feel like I should want but I'm just like not really happy with it you know I think I think it happens in a lot of ways I think with people like especially with partners like you'll you'll end up being with somebody you want to be with and then it's just like it takes work and people aren't always ready to do that work and um I gotta say two years in I didn't know what to do with myself because like on one hand I'm trying to follow through on the career but at the same time I'm trying to keep good relationships and um at that point I was like all right well I need to figure out what I'm going to do because I don't want to be in radio forever and um, I, I took an audition in California to do like background shit, like production for the Nick Cannon morning show. And I flew out there. I was there for like a week and I kind of like was helping out with them getting started and like doing notes on interviews and things like that. And I and I enjoyed that more just being out there because I felt like I was kind of more embraced as like for the work and not necessarily as just like a task rabbit in a sense. And um, when I came back to New York, I kind of just said, fuck it. I'm like, you know what, if I because I didn't take that job because the money wasn't great. And like as much as I liked working around Nick and like a lot of the morning show people, I didn't really love like the management situation. It felt a lot like how Hot 97 was, where it was like a good gig, but like a better gig, but just as restricted as far as growth. And um, I came back to New York and I stopped politicking and I just went hard with like being the personality, thinking it would bring me some joy but it, it didn't necessarily do that. And for like the, the following two years, I was doing like some of the biggest interviews, but not really like I was battling to get them, you know, posted and battling to get like, you know, certain content even covered on like the Instagram. And at that point I was just like, you know, fuck it. Like if this isn't going to lead me somewhere, I need to figure out what's next. And, you know, I was doing podcasts and everything like that. And when, you know, everything kind of hit the, the fan with hot, 
I, I jumped over to station head and that's kind of like where I started doing my own thing. I mean, similar to like how y'all do is just like content that nobody could tell me what the fuck I'm doing or who I'm booking or what I'm saying. And, um, I don't know. I, I feel like I found a lot more joy in doing entertainment, but I knew I wouldn't be successful unless I did it on my own terms. And that's what kind of like got me at a radio and more into like the, the, the podcaster, like more business savvy guy that I'm becoming now. Yeah. so it's you are on your own journey and even though you went through the troubles of having to kind of find yourself through the through the loops of different kind of stations you were dealing with you ended up being able to do your own thing now you're comfortable yeah I mean it's it's bittersweet I, I always compare it to like the police low-key because <laughs> what? I know I know it sounds crazy like I really I really look at the industry like that though in, in a sense because I think there's a lot of good people that like have the mentality of like, well, I'm going to become this person that is going to uphold like, you know, positive things, right? Like if people that become police officers, more times than not, they don't become cops because they want to write tickets and like, you know, be, be dicky with people. But I think that's also the nature of the beast in that job. And now you're in a situation where if you take that job, you got to decide, am I going to do this for like what I got into it for? Or am I going to compromise certain things? to fit the mold and I'm just I've always been big on not compromising so on one hand I really do want to do this job where I'm like in in media and being able to interview people and having access to people but at the same time I don't want to do it on the terms of like you know if I book somebody and somebody else I work with wants to sit with them it's just like I can't ask my question because there's a chain of command or a totem pole to like you know meet so it's hard to say because on one hand, yeah, I love where I'm at now, but at the same time, I do think that there's a lot of changes that need to happen to kind of open up to what, you know, to meet everybody in the city. So, it, I mean, you guys are catching me at like a very weird point in my career because I, I'm like learning how much influence I had, but at the same time, I'm like kind of just putting it to the side to focus on like the business. I think it's, you say it's a weird time. I think this is actually one of the best times because you know what? People like only want to, when you're like just doing something where you're, you're flashy, you're always on Instagram. People, that's when you're like, you get all the interviews and people want to know, oh, your life is, but it's like, it's that time where you have to build back where you're like, yo, I got to build my own bricks. Cause I feel like the same. Yeah. Well, not, not to cut you off, but I just realized a big part of like why a funk flex is so powerful is because he has equity in the company. It's not just because he's the most famous. You know, and I think that there's so many people that don't give credit to the fact that there is a lot of business getting done. And unfortunately, the nature of the business these days isn't about, you know, development, but it's more so about like spend a lot, make a lot. So for me, you know, being somebody who came up not necessarily with the privilege of having like a media family or having like some sort of like backing or you know, even as far as like, you know, doing club appearances and stuff, like I wasn't the most booked in the clubs. I never really had fun, like going out to clubs and I never chased that bag. You know, I work from a place of just genuine support. So, I mean, we're in times where getting support is is hard and not necessarily like needing the attention is, is tough for me. So it's like, I, I just hit a point where I'm like, yo, I got to get this bag up. And like, if I'm going to be able to do a podcast, I need to be able to put the, you know, the marketing behind it. I got to be able to pay for YouTube ads and things like that. Because even though I have the biggest artists in the world sitting on my show, it doesn't change the fact that my show is getting posted on a platform that has an algorithm that runs on money, you know? So 
Wow. You're touching on some points. I know. Oh, yeah. Don't get all into it yet. Hey. We're going to be right back. <laughs> my fault. My fault. What a, what a quick commercial break. Okay. Don't go nowhere, you guys. Say it's just getting good. good. It's we, just getting good. Hey, how funny is that? Hold on. All right. We'll be back now. We, welcome back, you guys, to the Journey Podcast Show. We're back at it again. All right. We're just going to keep diving into this yeah. conversation. So you was getting that? ready to say something before I had said something. What you was about to say? I mean, y'all, y'all was talking about just like a lot of people don't, you know, say a lot of the shit that I say. And like, I, you know, I don't necessarily want any points for like keeping it a buck, but I think a lot of people talk about a lot of things until they're in a position like I was, where it's like, you could compromise it. You know, I mean, I've heard a lot of artists be critical about record deals, but you know, when push comes to shove, they don't really follow through on it. Like, you know, like right now, for example, I'm very curious to see if like Rowdy Rebel doesn't drop any music, you know, like. They're not paying y'all. Y'all have been doing whatever for X amount of time since coming home. It, like, are you going to follow through on this and maybe risk losing that exposure and that publicity? Or are you going to, at a certain point, compromise? And I think for me, I say things that a lot of other people say, but at the same time, I never really compromise on, on that part of it. And it makes it very hard for the people in power to be like, well, this guy is saying this shit, but he don't live this shit, you know? So I think there is there is a little bit of a weight on my shoulders for actually living it. And it makes it harder to kind of like, to, to navigate the game, unless you're just gonna come in and throw money at problems, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, cause a lot of a lot of cops don't wanna hear like that the force is bad. A lot of them are just gonna back the blue regardless type shit. Just off of the that's, that's very true. I was watching, um, I think it was Young, Young Thug's interview. And he said, he was like, yeah, I signed the most fucked up deal in the world, but I just need the platform. And I think that's kind of how it happens most of the time is that, you know, some artists, they'll go in and they'll sign the bad, like the worst deal and they'll get stuck in it. But some people go in, they get the deal, they get what they need to do and then they get out, you know what I'm saying? And then they yeah. reciprocated it because they use the platform and now they have their own so they can get this, you know, yeah I think by the time I learned that it was a little late like because I, I really was sold on the fact that like if you give a lot you know you pay now you'll play later and you know I don't think I used my platform as much for myself as I did for like really putting my energy into the platform itself um so I, I definitely agree but at the same time you know I hear things like like Young Thug like much respect to him, you know, for, for using a platform to kind of get to where he's at now. And I'm, and I'm, you know, good for him for being happy where he's at now, but I'm just like, not interested in playing the games. Like to tell you the truth, like, you know, I'm not really trying to get screwed for X amount of years so that in the long run, you know, I think that if you're doing stuff, you know, who, who's to say Young Thug couldn't have done a lot of that, you know, himself the same way that other, that certain other artists do. And, I mean, again, it's I, I think it's even bigger than a young thug. I think people like Kanye that that say certain things or, you know, even Jay. Like, I mean, Jay-Z is the best example, I think, of somebody who really does what the fuck he wants to do because there's there's always a compromise. You know, I, I always use an example with him and that and then NFL and uh, Kaepernick. You know, he found a very happy medium, I think, as, as much as it is. A, a sticky subject i love the fact that like he's at the game but still not standing for the anthem you know and and i think it's just about finding your own balance and for me it's like you know i'm not even close with certain members of my family because they bring the wrong energy into my my world so i can't be at a company that is bringing the wrong energy into my world 
Right, you gotta like, not even for a day, you know. And so many people feel like they have to do that just to get or stay in the entertainment or get to the, you know. And I mean, that's literally how they, you know, it's crazy. Well, that's that's why I say I think the biggest thing for me is not compromising the morals because I mean, not for nothing. Like academics talks a lot of shit, but he also makes it very easy to point at them and be like, "Well, this guy is all drunk off some shit, trolling for attention." Like, you know, like I really like. A lot of people talking about six nine and like don't fuck with six nine and this and that. But like when he was the hottest artist in the world, I was like, I don't want to interview him. You know, like for real, like no cap on God. Like I didn't want to interview him, and it's because I don't want to be somebody that's there perpetuating some nonsense. You know, if you're gonna give me like an honest reaction, if you're gonna give me an honest take, I'll have a conversation with you all day. But you know, at a certain point, if something doesn't make sense or something is just like for to to put on a show. I know a lot of artists that's in Brooklyn that put on better live shows than a lot of these big bullshit artists, you know, than these major artists. So why would I book these major artists when I could give these kids a shot? It's not financially beneficial, but, you know, these kids are still supporting me today. These big artists only going to support you when you on these big platforms. So it's it's tricky. I, you know, I sympathize with people that that do hold on to these spots, but I just like I hit the point for myself personally where my mental health had to win. Mm. Mental mm. hashtag mental health had to win. Yeah, that yeah. That's a good one. I'll be just rambling. I'll be no, I love it. But, so also now we're gonna switch gears. I want to know about some of the businesses that you started, right? After you know, during all of that, like during the chaos, you were starting some businesses under your belt, and and they they're one of them are very successful. But mm -hmm. I'll let you talk about it. I mean, nah, some some fail, some work. Like it's, I mean, I just want to figure it out. I think like anybody, like I'm trying to figure it out. And, you know, not everybody has help and support in doing that. Like, I think a lot of people are just like, you know, trying to be happy day to day. And whether it's through doing entertainment stuff or, or business stuff, it's, you know, it, to each his own. But for me, it's like I just started baking these cookies because I like baking the cookies. It was like therapy for me. And it like it became a thing. And I'd be an idiot to not try and make it all it could be, you know, like, I mean, at the same time, though, I did the pizza thing. And it became more stressful than I needed it to be. So I let it go. You know, I opened up a pizzeria for like six months in the city and it was doing well. Like it wasn't that it was, you know, quiet or dead, but I was by myself. I'm working a lot and it was just stressing me out. So, you know, I had to let it go. So, I mean, still to this day, like I said, I'm trying to figure it out. And I think the ultimate goal is to be able to get back to a place where, you know, I'm talking to people in, in like long form where I'm able to really have good conversations with anybody from, you know, a kid that might be struggling with some shit, they got no followers, but there's a conversation there that people can learn from or having conversations with like some of these big celebrities that I'd be talking to here and there, you know, it's, it, it's, I think that's the goal, but to do that again, you got to get to the point where you can pay for the marketing and, and all the other bullshit that, you know, just social media in America in 2021 is going to make you do like, it's, it's the nature of the beast, bro. That is true. Everything is around marketing. I don't, a lot of people, I don't feel like a lot of people understand how much everything goes into being a personality artist, you know, musician. I feel like we all kind of go through those kind of same struggles. And also what you were saying too was, um, you know, battling against what you believe in and sacrificing. So I feel like for me as an artist, I had to like sacrifice time, friends, like, lost out on you know the little memories that you create and stuff like that 
Um, do you feel like you still have to make certain sacrifices, even though you're on your own, basically? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm just sacrificing for things that are more worthwhile. Like I, I learned a long time ago. Um, I wouldn't say a long time ago, but like right around the time that the, that the split with hot happened. Um, you know, I had been sacrificing a lot of time for other people. Like I sacrificed a ton of time to work with, with Rosenberg, sacrificed a ton of time to be at the station every single day of the week, you know, sacrificed a lot of sleep to be there at all different times, whatever I was needed. And it's like, I'm sacrificing, sacrificing, sacrificing to keep this big machine going. But this machine doesn't, it's like a bus that doesn't give a fuck if I'm on it or off it. So like, why am I servicing this bus if it's like, I don't, you know, I don't, might not even have a seat. And I think that's what I learned in, in the long run is if you're going to sacrifice time, sacrifice it for your health, you know, sacrifice it for things that are going to spark joy for you. Because, you know, it's, it's like when you're in a relationship, you get married, they're like, you got to pick and choose your battles. I think you got to pick and choose that for your, for yourself too, you know? And when I realized like the music industry isn't something that I should be battling, you know, like it's either you have a situation where you could do your thing and, you know, th there's going to be a company that pays you to not be creative and there's going to be companies that pay you to be creative. And like, I want to be either working for somebody that's paying me to be creative or working for myself and being creative in my own right. But like, I'm not, I'm not in the business after 10 years of doing music and shit and, and just just to be like all right well how much more do i have to sacrifice for y'all you know so so much but wait so now i'm gonna because i'm gonna ask so the the hip-hop mic because that's that's how everybody knows you your hip-hop mic but you recently changed your instagram handle to corporate mic hmm. <laughs> well can you because i i, I kind of know the backstory but i know there's a lot of people that follow you that are like wait what what's going on so definitely Put us on to that. Oh, I mean, it's simple. I'm, I'm like not in love with hip hop like I used to be. And honestly, like at this point, I don't feel like it's it's helping me really flourish. I feel like it's very restrictive. You know, I feel like hip hop Mike was kind of like, you know, Rosenberg's assistant and this guy that's kind of like on the bottom of the totem pole of Hot 97. Um, I feel like corporate Mike's just about his shit. <laughs> like, you know, and it's, it's and I've had I've had people come at me, especially people that are in, you know, the radio industry that are like, well, corporate's such a shitty, like it's a negative thing. And it's like, and I just like, honestly, I don't care because again, when I say like, I didn't do anything I did for attention or for clout or like, I live by that shit. Like I'll go a week without posting on Instagram. Like I could care less about social media. I could care less about influence or attention or clout. It's like, I'm in a place where I'm feeling real fucking corporate right now. So like, that's the time I'm going to be on, you know? And that's right. that's no <laughs> It's no bad thing with that. That's not a bad. That's how I feel about it. Shoot, I'm like, hey, you know, yeah. if it's meant to be, how I think, how I take it is like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. You know what I mean? And I think it's good that you be, you're, you're in this stage of being able to be comfortable and finding yourself, and you changing your name. Don't I love that too? That you're not caring about what anybody else has to say because I feel like we took that more deeply within ourselves and stood on that. We might be better in today's um <clears throat> a lot of people be a lot better. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. You gotta be fair. You know, I think be fair with everybody. Like, you know, like very recently I had a back and forth with like Funk Flex and with uh, with some other people I have I say mainly flex, but you know, we had a back and forth and he was like, Oh, well, like, you know, you're privileged and you know, or something from the suburbs, like you need more than hip hop in front of your name to be hip hop. 
And I'm just like, I, you know, I think it's a shame because on one hand, I want to be like, all right, well, you don't lived in the suburbs twice as long as me, you know, like, and, and it, but that's not the issue. I think the issue is just like, why is there that disconnect to begin with? Like, why can't we be honest with ourselves? Because on one hand, it's like, I, I will be honest, like, I'm not prepared to take on a morning show or to take on an afternoon or whatever it is, you know, like, I'm not equipped for that. But at the same time, I think a big reason I'm not equipped for that is because there hasn't been any vision for for people to evolve. And, you know, not everybody's forced to evolve. And that's fine. But I've always been forced to evolve. And I think some of the best growth I've had, some of the best, you know, experience I've, experiences I've had that have led to the best interviews and the best conversations come from really having to embrace that growth. So, you know, when people aren't aren't pushing you to grow, you end up being very complacent and, you know, you're giving back the city shitty content. You're talking to kids that are a third of your age that you're not meeting and, and people could feel that is bad chemistry. So, you know, when I had that whole back and forth with people at hot, it was very like, I don't know. It, it was very weird because on one hand, I wanted to say things like that, like, all right, well, you've been in the suburbs longer. And, and in a nutshell, cause I know I'm just rambling. I'm talking in circles, but like, don't say that. Yeah, nah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like I am. I feel like I could say these things over and over and over again. But ultimately, I just feel like you either stand for something or you like you'll fall for anything. And like, I'm just not, I'd rather not work in music ever again and have my peace of mind and be able to keep growing and having great conversations, whether it be with y'all or anybody, you know, like, I don't, I don't really care if I'm talking to fucking the biggest outlets in the world or, or, you know, people like myself, they have like, you know, 12, 15, 20 views on their videos. It's just like spread the good it. information, bro. 20 views on his videos. Mm -hmm. No, nah, I know y'all is viral. I'm like, I'm saying for me, like, you know, yo, again, like I have to really spend money. Like I've seen it. Like it gets to the point where doing interviews, like I'm like, fuck, I'm not getting hits because I'm losing out in these like traction wars with paying to push algorithms and run ads. And oh my God, yeah. It's just, it's too much for one person. And it's like, you got to figure out, all right, well, why am I doing this shit? Do I really love it? Or am I trying to prove something to somebody else? Like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to prove shit to myself. Are you by yourself or do you have a team with you? I'm solo dolo, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have the pandemic, though, I was definitely going to be your assistant. Hold it down. And, <laughs> nah, I mean, you've helped me out. Like, people have helped me out along the way. I can't say, like, I've, I've done everything myself. But as far as, like, a mentor... I haven't had like a real mentor in my opinion. And that's no shots at like somebody like Peter who let me be around him, you know, but at the same time, I've never gotten a call that's like, Hey, I think you should do this interview or, Hey, I watched this interview and it was dope or, and, and I don't think again, that it's like a, a point of like not caring about me on a personal level. I just think people get so consumed by the things that, you know, externally you're supposed to have. It's like, well, if you make money, you're supposed to buy jewelry or you're supposed to buy some Chanel or, you know, if you're in the radio industry or on TV, you should just be happy, like be happy, like, and for me, it's just like, be yourself no matter what, you know, if you're not happy, do something else, even if everybody thinks you crazy, like I've read enough stories of people being that like disruptive or, or doing things in that way that it pays off in the long run. So I'm just kind of waiting to see how everything plays out, but I've realized there's there's a lot of little thresholds you got to cross to really get to the point where you're successful. And I think a lot of people get stuck along the way, not looking in the mirror, mm. you know, if that makes sense.
If you, you feel the chills, you, you got know, the chills, you got the chills. Woo, woo. <laughs> what can people Uh-oh. expect from you in the future? What can they look for? I don't to? know. I don't even know what to expect from my damn self. I'm, I'm doing this real estate thing right now. Oh, um, okay. It's, it's weird because on one hand, I'm working in an office and I'm like not a dude that like enjoys working in an office and being at like a desk all day. But at the same time, I'm somebody that like really enjoys structure. But um. Like above all, I'm just trying something different. You know, I think so many times we think we know what we want and what's good for us. And like, they, they always say like, if you want God to laugh at you, tell him what you have planned, you know? And I'm just like, not interested in doing that anymore. So for me, I'm working in this office right now, but like my boss is one of the coolest, nicest, like most supportive guys there is. You know, I'm doing really well as far as making money and like financially, I feel like things are moving in a great direction. It's given me a lot more freedom from feeling like, you know, just restricted how I have at my past jobs. And, you know, moving forward, I want to take some of this, some of this money and do things the way that I wanted to do them at my past jobs, but just like on my own terms, because the people who have really supported me, like those relationships are always going to be there. And I think it's not fair to them. Like, like, I'll be completely honest. There's publicists who have sent me big fucking artists. You know, like I had Interscope sent me to baby really early on. I did an interview with him. High 97 never posted it. You know, they never threw it up. And it's an interview. It was a couple, maybe like months after that whole Walmart shooting. And like he, he had no jewelry. He was still a brand new artist. Like great, great conversation that we had. Never got posted. And I think it's because a couple weeks after we shot it, the album dropped. He became really big and other people wanted to, to, to sit with him. But by that point, other people had sat with him and he was giving everybody the same kind of, you know, responses because, you know, you get media trained, you start realizing, you know, maybe there's certain things that I need to do politically. Mm-hmm. Not that he's like that. He's very raw. But like, regardless, it's just I, like if I do an interview with somebody like that, in my opinion, it's not fair to be in a position where now I have to tell Interscope, listen, I don't know, like, that. you know, I sent them the video and I'm just waiting for them to post and when I know they'll probably never fucking do it, you know, and then on the flip side, you know, it's they're counting on me. They're taking time and, and energy to come sit with me and it makes me look bad and let them down. And I end up in the middle. Like, I'm not interested. Like, I'd rather be able to tell people like, listen, you're going to come to a nice place. We're going to do real content. It's going to come out consistently. And to do that right, you got to just you have to have the right people in place and to get the right people. You got to pay them like, yeah. So where do you ultimately like the perfect position for from hip hop Mike? Where's and do we call? Are we call, Are we just gonna take the hip hop? You tell me whatever you want. I, I, I want to be like rap. Like, this is you got a rebirth, baby. You I'm calling rebirth. you Mike because I feel like this is more personal. Yeah, yeah thanks, bro. Yeah. It's like yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like really. I'm learning him <laughs> as, he, as he's speaking on on things. And I'm but like, I just want to know. So ultimately, though, perfect position. For Mike, where would it be? Um, what would it look like? I want to definitely have a good team. I think that's like the main thing is to be able to make enough money to pay for a good team to like be around where people feel like they're able to kind of live and, and operate where they're comfortable and doing what they like. And then I want like a couple of different things, you know, like I definitely want to be able to take the knowledge I'm learning in real estate and be able to be like invested in a lot of real estate. Um, I think that's the most important thing to me is like to have that passive income and to be able to like have my my investments right and like my money right. Um, the second most important I'd say is to be able to like have conversations with people like I've earned some like rap Joe Rogan shit like I don't want to be 
a media personality in the sense where like I'm like trying to talk to the next upcoming artist. I think in like my 20s, that was great. But the same way that I'm very critical of like, you know, the older people that are kind of the gatekeepers or in a sense in the industry, you know, being disconnected. I feel like at this point, I'm a little disconnected, hence like taking the hip hop out my name because I think hip hop's changed a lot from like what I fell in love with. And I've had that name for 10 years. And like now I don't listen to as much hip hop as I used to. So it's just like, it's, I don't want to be the person that I'm like, not like, you know, that I'm critical of. So I think as far as like doing interviews in the sense of like talking to just artists, I don't know if I'll do that again, but um, I do want to talk to people and whether it's an artist or somebody that does something else, like I think being on some like rap Joe Rogan, having like a podcast, that's, that's a big goal. And then the cookies, like, I just, I think that it adds a lot of sweetness to the world, like, like literally and figuratively. So you know, I want to get that booming because I think. Wait, what kind of cookies you special? Oh my god! Because I, I love cookies. Hold on. And first of all, <laughs> it's called Cookie Kevin's Co. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, make sure you all follow right. that on Instagram. Um, I'm about to show. Uh, literally, I'm going to show it to her right now, and you're going to see her actual reaction. Yeah. I was waiting to. I'm like, I want to show her. Yeah. No, these ain't yeah. cookies. These I are like cookies too. I think cookies are just like fun, and it's like, why not have a business that does that? I mean, in a perfect world, I'll be honest, like somehow I really want, like my biggest goal is to get my money up so much where I could like buy a radio station and like structure the programming the way I'd want to structure it. But at, at, like, I think I'd have to have a point that would have to be at a point where I just have like, fuck you money. And it's just like, I'm willing to throw some in the garbage. Like, I don't think there's a world where like you could be in radio and not compromise morals if you're gonna make money. He's looking at the cookies, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, nah, y'all good. Yeah, like he makes it with actual chunks. Yeah, make oh, sure because if you she's, she's, she's having a, she's having a food gasm right now, so make sure you follow <laughs> Cookie Chemist Co. If you want to see what she's looking at, she's really I okay. She's okay. She's really yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> in the city. No, he Where? lives in Long Island. I'll be all over the place. Hey, tell the people how could they get Yeah, because I'm about to go over there right now. You going to be there? <laughs> you got to order online. Oh, you got to order online. I got it. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying, bro. I really got to get my bread up because I, I really like, I mean, I could probably find an investor and borrow money and like go down that whole route. But I just want to get to the point where like I could open up a store myself and just like. Okay, yeah. Okay, sorry. She's still looking at the I love cookies. She's looking at how I, cookies cookies. I, was, I was like, wait, hold on, how he do that like that? Okay, okay I don't want to see I'll Those get y'all some cookies. I got you. Yeah, we're gonna need that. Oh you know, my god, um, yeah. You know, if you want to spot that could be cool. We could sponsor oh the cookie. show with some cookies. Awesome. We could do a little, you know, a little segment where we're just like, eh. <laughs> oh, new cookie of the week. That's I got totally a cookie. Exactly. Order my cookie. You Those know? cookies are fantastic. I ain't gonna hold you. I got That's terrible teeth, though. That's why I be like, got <laughs> 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 to go to the dentist. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's okay. okay. <laughs> well. We appreciate. <laughs> oh my God, Tammy! Yeah, I appreciate. Wow, my bad. I said a lot of stuff. Y'all caught me on a weird day. I was like, "Oh, this is a great." No, I hope. Wait, I should. You know what? We should have started off this episode by saying, "You better bring a notepad, though. right?" Because the right. gems that were gonna be dropped. Then that's. Oh. I told her that it was gonna be gems to be dropped, and you dropped she mad did. gems. She did. She nah, did. it's all love, bro. Like, I mean, anybody is out there that's watching this that wants to holler at me, hit me up anytime. Like, I be talking. I'm down to have conversation with anybody. I had an artist that like. I'll be running into a showcase and sent me his bio the other day. I literally like re-edited the whole thing, sent it back. Like I really take a lot of time out of my day to like really have conversations with people. Cause I think, you know, what I've been through past forward, it could go a long way. So like anybody out there, holla at me anytime. And I'm always here to drop whatever gems I can.
Well, let them know what socials you're all at so they can reach out to you. I'm a definitely at corporate Mike. At corporate Mike, that's everything right now. I mean, that might change again, but right now I'm, I'm corporate Mike for real. Well, follow him while he's got the corporate yeah, Mike. Yeah, follow him now. Right. Don't, even, don't even look later. Follow him right, right now. Right now. Okay. Well, we appreciate you for coming on the Journey Podcast. Oh, thank you guys. Thank yes, you, Mike. Yes, yes. You're the best. Yeah, let me know how I can support more too. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll definitely be we calling gonna you. We're going to hold you to that. Yeah, right. We're going to call That's you. We're going to hold you to that. I got you. video. Yeah, Mike is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank All you, right. Mike. Thank All right, y'all. Have a great day. All right. You talk too. to you soon. Peace, y'all. Welcome to the Journey Podcast Show, you guys. It's your girl, Nate Chanel and Mezzy D. We just had a dope conversation. He That really... was a lot to unpack. You know, I, I noticed something about, like, the, the people that we interview, they always leave something on us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You That's so that? true. No, that is a fact. Like, that is a fact. I will actually, yeah. that was a great point to say. Right. And I felt like he, he let, definitely let the people know the real about what he's, on, you know, gone through. That's what most his, people, it's crazy. That's yeah. what most people go through in this industry. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like I love doing this journey podcast because we are the generation of creators. We're the generation that's going to make the path for the next generation after us, yes, right? Because we don't have a path right now. We have a journey. Mm-hmm. We have a journey. Whoa. She's hot, she's hot, okay. she's hot. Whoa, that was hot. That that was we got to let the people know, okay? That was hot. Girl, yeah. I had to get up on you, my feet. I had to we here. We're here. I yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, listen. Okay, I'm listening. Well, if you want to stay and see more of what we have to offer and see all the dope, talented people we interview, make sure mm. you subscribe to our channel, The Journey Podcast Show. Follow us, follow us on Instagram, Journey Podcast Show. Leave us some feedback. Let us know who you would like for us to interview. Mm. Let us know some questions you would like for us like to ask. That. All that good stuff, okay? So, I'll see you guys later.